0: This week, we're looking at one of the boldest, one of the most relentless prayers in all of the Bible. And I always thought as a kid, like, what if I could pray like Abraham? What if I had that kind of courage to to pray and just ask right before God's face? We have this picture where God has invited Abraham to stand before him. And now he's making this request. And this is what he says in verse uh, 22. Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? This is verse 23. Uh, What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? And then he continues, The Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. This is the key verse, verse 27. Then Abraham spoke up again, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes. I think this is the challenge that we have as believers. Part of it is recognizing who God is, and that's exactly what Abraham did. And so in that boldness, knowing that God loves people, that God loves righteousness, that God loves his believers, he knew he could ask boldly and actually, in a sense, get in God's face and say, God, I demand this of you. But then suddenly, do you recognize what's happening to Abraham? In the back of his mind, he says, though I am just dust and ashes, I have no right to be talking to you. Well, his prayer continues and it is amazing. He goes from 50 people to 45 and then 40 and then 30 then 20. Then finally, he's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. God, for the sake of 10 righteous people, will you save the whole town of Sodom and Gomorrah? And God says, for 10, I will do it. Then the verse says, Abraham went home. He was done. And here's the challenge, I think. As persistent and as bold as this prayer was, he knew Lot lived in that town, his nephew. He didn't go, God, for the sake of Lot, just one person, will you just forgive the whole city? He gave up. He walked away. And I think this is a challenge with our own boldness. If you'd say, if you just think about what God has done for you, that God loves you, that you're forgiven, that God says, ask and it will be given to you. What kind of boldness does that give you? Like this is on the one side, but on the other side, I just remember who I am. And I remember my own guilt and my own frailty and my own sin. And so, while I'm trying to get bold in my predictions and my requests of God, I just remember where I'm at and it kind of pulls these requests down. What if I told you that Christ never gave up on you? What if I told you that Christ came to this earth and wiped away all our sin and guilt and shame? What kind of boldness would you have in your prayers this year? What kind of boldness would you have to come before God? What kind of persistence would you have? Would you give up in prayer knowing that we have a God who loves you, who wants to answer your prayers? And he doesn't even see you as a sinner any longer but holy and precious in his child i think that changes the way we pray and i think maybe we could be a little bit bolder a little bit more persistent and a whole lot bigger let's pray heavenly father our prayers are simply too small how uh, you've taken our sin away you want to answer our prayers help us to think bigger and how we can save not just ourselves through uh, your son but let's think on a bigger scale what you can do in this earth. What would it look like if all believers boldly prayed the way that Abraham did and instead of giving up, go all the way to you and make the biggest request that we can think of? We ask this in your name, boldly, in Christ, amen.